0: And coming up now is Pomo Perspective with Michael Hunter, Tribal Chairman of the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians. Welcome, Michael. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning. What a month. What
0: a month? What It felt like a year.
1: <sighs> My gosh. I feel like the last time we spoke was, I believe, on air it was about two months ago. Whew. I, I think if we would have spoke last month, I'd be blown away to what we would say this month. And... uh I'm amazed. I'm, I'm curious to hear what some of the callers have, you know, I am trying to figure out I always say this. Indian country is 3% of the population. It might be 3.5 or something. I really don't know what it is, but it's it's like that. And it's because the United States government massacred all the Indians. Let's just be real, right? So our perspective is just so unique and so and um, it maybe isolated too because Reservations aren't in the middle of cities. Let's, let's be real. We were pushed out to areas where you really couldn't do much economic development. You really couldn't do any much infrastructure. And I, I, after, I don't know. I'm blown away, to be honest. First, uh, we had Trump and his supporters attack our capital, and it doesn't get any more clear that Trump was saying doing, say do it, say attack our vice president. Uh, it just blows me away. I don't understand at this point how a, uh, a minority, and please excuse me because I don't mean this in any way other than just telling you how I feel today. And I, it's, And I apologize if I wasn't able to evolve my conversation for you today. But a brown man, myself, Native American, my father's white, so I have two perspectives. I've lived in both worlds. I've operated in both both worlds. I just seen a white man get away with sending a mob to overthrow our election, killed police, and get away with it. At that point, I just have to say to myself, a white man with power influ- and influence can literally get away with trying to th- overthrow our government. And by doing so, had officers killed trying to protect the lawmakers, Republican and Democrat, it doesn't matter to me. Republicans and Democrats, they're protecting. Just what everything we believe in, elections, like if we cannot all agree on elections and the transfer of power peacefully, what is there to debate about at this point? I hear them talk about bipartisan. We need to have bipartisan bipartisan to what? Right? I mean, I don't even know what bipartisan is anymore. Like, okay, if you have to meet the senators. And the, and the congresspersons that didn't vote, you know, on the, on the impeachment side of the House, right? If you cannot see what Trump just did and his followers just did, the attack on our democracy, I don't feel like we should be talking to you anymore. I don't feel like we should be negotiating. You're crazy. You don't, we don't, our government doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Why should we negotiate with people that allow terrorism in our own country while well, they are scared? They're more scared to lose their seat in the House or the Senate than they are for their for their friends or their lives. It's crazy to me. I mean, it's like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. And I, I would really like to have a better understanding of what the non-Native American community thinks and maybe they could help spark some, get my conversation going in a direction that it hasn't gone in yet. I am not feeling hopeful
0: mm-hmm. I have noticed that on your social media pages you are trying to engage people both in your community and from outside your community about these issues to have a real conversation about that
1: right I you know I, I'm guilty my my uh, Facebook's at the beginning of this during the election time was more just taking shots backhanded shots just because I seen theirs. I responded. And um, to be honest, mine were more clever. They're more funny. You know, hell, I have good humor, you know, and I enjoy it. And I didn't care. And then as we went further along, I'm like, oh, my God, I have friends that I know that actually believe this is okay. And they're not bad people. I just don't know if, let's put it this way. I grew up in Ukiah, Mendocino County. We're a small town in the middle of nowhere, right? I remember being in high school, I think it was my junior year, maybe senior year, and the big battle then in this area was timber, and I remember one of the students getting up and say, talking about how, we're not saying don't cut timber, what we're saying is do it responsibly, and this is a, this is a student, and I, she's pretty awesome, I didn't recognize it then, but I was watching, and she says, and people say, do you have a table? She said, yeah, I have a table. And they say, well, that's from Timbers! And they go crazy, right? And 90% of the class, I thought at that time, no, 99%, including myself, I thought at that time was either not, just doesn't want the debate, or they have too many friends on each side to where they don't want to debate, or they literally just said, you're crazy, you're a hippie, you're this, you're that. But I was raised by my mother, who is a hippie, right? Or an activist, you know? And uh, so I knew the difference. But even then, I was like, you're in the minority, dude. You might want to sit down. These people are crazy, right? But I wasn't sure. And then when the industry shut down, the, we didn't, my, I don't remember my family saying, I told you so. I remember my family saying, we have to fight to increase unemployment because this industry is going to hurt us all. And the people that were trying to say harvest responsibly so you could have a job for a hundred years and your family can allow the corporations to come in and rape their own backyard. But I never had this opinion then. I have it now. You know, it it evolved. And I think it's the same with what's happening now. I wonder what I'm going to be thinking in 10 years. I want to feel... I want to make sure that I did what I could do for my little small community to evolve their thoughts, their opinion in the right direction. I've had friends post crazy, maybe I don't know any. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I had friends post some crazy things in my mind. And I remember those same kind of conversations not a really good a good friend I just you, a woman a single mother her, the man was a dirtbag and somehow someway, she made it but now she's pretty mad right he 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 found the drugs and such and such she's mad and i see her post some of the same ignorant things that i remember hearing when i was in high school during that during the timber wars you know and i sit there and go she's she's from idaho and i sit there and go ah uh, you guys are that far back oh my god and it, it isn't even a political issue this was one about transgenders transgender not having their own bathroom you should be fearful if a male could walk into any bathroom they want with your children and i just went no like no we, that, that conversation's over and i replied back on the i said do you really ha- do these issues happen in idaho I live in california and i'd never seen i never ran across this problem with my children what are these issues you speak of their thing back was the idaho thing lol so i don't know i'm just confused as ever you know i know people are mad people are hurt and then i don't know if i'm just a political junkie a policy junkie and the average person is just saying hey people calm down i don't know i'd like to know in our community You want to open up the phone lines? Yeah, let's try it. All right. Well, the number
0: here in the studio is 707-895-2448. It's 707-895-2448. This is Pomo Perspective. I'm Alicia Bales, operating the board on uh, on the show today, and Michael Hunter is the host. So we've got a call right away. I think a lot of people are feeling like they want to talk, so let's see what, what they have to say. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air.
2: I'm sorry, I dialed
0: wrong. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> okay, thank you. It's 895-2448 is the number here in the studio. This is Pomo Perspective, and uh, you are invited to call in and help us figure out what is going on this mo- Monday morning after the impeachment trial brought back an acquittal for President Trump. Let's take our first call. Good morning, Kali. You're live on the air.
3: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Can I make a comment? Yes, go ahead. Um, This insurrection was totally criminal. And uh, because Trump already said early on in 2016, if I go to Fifth Avenue and kill someone, it's going to be okay. Nobody's going to do anything to me. And that's exactly what happened. And so many idiots in the world who believe in bullies will believe and not knowing they are going to have to change their mind. It's it's the Republicans will lose 10% this year and another 10% next year. And I hope, I hope this is going to be good for this country. I hope very much that so many people are waking up and see the facts of this criminal behavior. And I hope very much also that there will be, uh, you know, the judicial justice coming down and, and clearing up, not like 911, Right now, this is a breaking point for democracy. So thank you very much for listening.
1: Bye. Right. Um, You know, I was thinking, I always run numbers in my head as well. And I was thinking about, uh, you said 10%, then 10% later on, right? I thought thought 10% when, when uh, Trump would run for 2020 for president and he broke the record um we're just thankful that biden broke a record as well and his record happened to be higher but it didn't decrease we've seen all the crazy things he did up to that election and he broke he was he's the second he has the the second highest record of uh votes so i don't know and i I asked my friend is it going to be another excuse me is it going to be another what percentage does he think will actually shift after they've seen their president do what they did he says 10% i don't i don't know i don't know anymore 10% of what now it's just i mean 10% and then it decreases by millions i mean how many percentage did you lose at that point i don't see another, i don't see the pattern that i that, that you see and i hope for, to be honest with you because i'm not opposed to having a I, I think we need two parties, a minimum, if not more, right? And uh, I don't, I don't want just a Democratic Party. I don't agree with all the Democrats do, you know. Um, and that's why I'm involved. That's why I get there. That's why I'm at the table because I want to influence what happens, and not just wonder what happens and then debate it and to be mad, you know. So I, I don't know. I don't know where the party's going.
0: We have another caller. You want to take the call?
1: Yeah, let's just keep taking them. All
0: right. Oh, nope. Go ahead. <laughs> call back, caller. So what, how I'm going to do this is um, I'm going to put you on hold, and you'll hear the conversation, but just hold on, and then I'll bring you up when uh, when when there's a good time. So give a call back, caller. It's 895 That's 707 895 two four four eight This is Pomo Perspective with Michael Hunter, tribal chairman of the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo
1: Indians. I, I do I do believe that our Democratic Party is um conservative and liberal and that the real debate that's gonna help the large masses of people is already at the table. I mean we let's let's agree that you know it's if there's a liberal, and they say we call them progressive, right, and then you have you know, your Democrats and we're left of that, I'm not convinced the debate shouldn't just be in that forum and see how much we can help these people once and for all and raise the minimum wage, get health care. You know, we need that. That's crazy to think that having health care. It's crazy to think that. It just blows my mind. Just think about it. I, I don't want you to be healthy because I have to pay for my own insurance. That's nuts. I don't want you to be healthy because, because it's going to increase my taxes. It don't. It doesn't. It, it, let's be smart. Let's, let's have some empathy towards the one, one another. And if we don't know policy, vote for someone that has empathy for the people, not hate. It's, it's just nuts to me. But maybe I'm the crazy one.
0: All right, let's take another call. Good morning, caller. You are live on the air. Caller, are you there? Okay, we're not hearing you, caller. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, so I run these uh, scenarios to see if they're real in my mind. And one of the scenarios was if Trump was to actually pull that off, and I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know how far you could go, you know? Um, I really don't know what that means. Like, you see uh, the general, what's his name? Um, That's part of the QAnon. Oh,
0: not Mike Flynn.
1: Is it Flynn? I believe so, right? The one that just got pardoned? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. If you, he does the oath of the QAnon, the oath, and he's in our government within like the military power. How many people are following him? Like, was there more than we knew? Are we going to find out? I'm, my opinion evolves daily because of the new information we find. Are we going to find out in six months that there was an actual chance at this coup? I, I mean, what do you think?
0: I remember when it was happening, uh, feeling like it was a stunt, uh, and, and right. resisting wanting to take it as seriously as it needed to be taken. Um, maybe I was in denial, but I also watched or listened to and watched the impeachment trial and the, what they showed, the way that they pieced together what actually happened was chilling and so, um, i feel like it's something we really really need to take seriously and understand and it's given me a different perspective on what we're really facing in which way um i mean all of the denial and the the resistance that i have to really accepting that this is happening was really pushed like now i'm at the point where i have to accept that this is what we're looking at and you know michael i've been looking back uh, at For a long time now, at the Reconstruction period, right uh, right after the Civil War, when there was an attempt by the Republicans at the time to actually...
1: What year was that? It was
0: 1860 Mm -hmm. through 1870.
1: Imagine that. It's been that long. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's the same white supremacist, racist, terrorists... Who uh, I feel like it's there's a direct through line to the, that group of people. Reconstruction was smashed ultimately, and uh, Jim Crow was put in its place in the South as the Civil War leaders fought themselves back into power using a campaign of terrorism against African Americans, freed people. And I feel like that's the level that we're facing now. So,
1: well, I think so because. I wonder if there's a direct line of leniency, you know what I mean? Or a partnership of some sort of uh, boards they sit on and things like that. You know, the right wing always has this idea of conspiracies. They've always done this. I'm not sure they're wrong about the conspiracy. I think they're looking at the wrong camp. And I think I think the Republican, I don't even want to say Republican Party. I think the trump is Party is, is deflecting and they're telling on themselves. They showed it, and they showed how far their followers are willing to go for them, and now they are faced prison time. I think, well, as we're conversating, I hope our conversation is evolving, right? Our opinion, and and maybe the one thing that's going to come out of this is the conspiracy theorists, those crazy people, are going to go, "Hey, that whole establishment turned on us. That institution turned on us. They didn't protect us. They protected Flynn." As they start going to prison. As they start going to prison. No, they will. They could be. They will.
0: We've got another caller. Let's see if we can try this one. Yeah, let's try this one. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air.
4: Hello. Um, I I wanted to say that um um you know um people don't know what's going on right now. The, the Republican senators are—they're um, um, clinging to their positions and power um, um, by by voting, um, you know, um, not to impeach Trump and to um, bar him from office. And I think that's a um, that's a move that we're, we we will all regret.
1: Yeah. I think we're gr- regretting
4: it now, right? And Well, I think we're going to regret it um, um, a whole lot more as time goes by. Do Trump you- is going to be um, um, uh, a spear in the side of the Biden administration. You know, if he, um, it, well, it, you know, he could be, um, um,
1: are you saying it changes for the better or the worse? Or, and what does that
4: mean? I, I you know, I, I it's, it, it can't be said right now. Right. It's how we, it's how we react.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching Fox News just because I want to see the perspective, and they didn't even really show the video portions of the impeachment. What they show is the taglines of the video. They didn't even run it straight through so everybody could see it on their end because they're not even interested in their voter understanding what really happened.
4: Yes, yep.
1: And, and, and then if that's the case, I know, those, the, I know that the Republican Party isn't even watching CNN at this point. So I don't see it changing for the better. I, I just... I want to. Talk me into it. Well I know.
4: I'm not the guy to talk you
1: (laughs) I know. That's our struggle, right? But we want and we just want to hope for the better. It's amazing.
4: Um Yeah. (laughs) I I um, um I like you i am a brown person i I am an african american and i i i have seen white people shoot themselves in the foot with a with a 45 rather than give a hand to brown people right
1: and when we say white people we're not even saying like just white in general man Maybe we need to advance our words. I don't know because well, I don't don't know what they
4: didn't. They didn't become white people till they moved here, and when they were confronted with the um, the um, the racist system here, they all like um, it's not their fault, but they they aren't German or Italian or uh swiss or uh french or it, they're white here hmm. they're called white
1: i'm gonna call them republican whites because i don't know if i'm gonna really but I, th- I feel like that's what it is because uh i almost feel like if i say republican that does cover 90 percent of the white people that i'm talking about anyway to be honest you know um i don't have democratic white friends that are on the fence you know, my, they're going hey, this is crazy, this is crazy we even have crazy friends too you know, and uh, I, I came up with this little slogan <clears throat> excuse me, and that I'm going to use on Facebook, and because <laughs> me and my friend were talking for a long time and I said 90% of the Trumplicans are terrible people, the 10% or my Facebook friends. <laughs> I have to believe that, right? Right? No. Yeah, I... Know. I'm, yeah, I uh, I'm trying to find a way to be friends. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard.
4: Sad. Yeah.
1: Thank you for calling. I really
4: appreciate it. Thank you for uh, letting me speak. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Good
1: Thank you. I would like to see if we could get a caller on the air that maybe doesn't agree with us, but in a cool way. Like, don't be a jerk about it, you know? Like, we've, we've already had enough, but it would be nice to hear a perspective or at least someone that, under, that that's in there. I have a, a neighbor friend of mine just an awesome person, and we talk, and we both say, I know. I know, right? He and, and I said, man, those are your friends. He goes, I know, but what am I supposed to do, Right. But he knows, and he gets it, and he knows they're great people. Like, besides politics and whatever, some of the racist things, you know, they're out there donating time, they're out there helping others, they're out there doing all these things, they're working, they're putting time and energy into their community. So I don't know if it's just the politics that are separating us so much as individuals. And I don't know right. if that's a good enough for me.
5: Right. I-
0: all right, let's take our next caller. Morning caller, you're live on the air.
5: Good morning, calling in um, for the, this is The Crazy Show. We're going yeah. crazy this morning? Yes. Okay, cool. So it may be crazy to think that there are a lot of good solutions out there that are low cost. It may be crazy to think that we should require electrical infrastructure every time we put in a gas pump. So when we switch to electrical vehicles, that the infrastructure is already there. It may be crazy to think that we could go over to Sacramento and buy some old CHP vehicles and bring them to the college and have them refurbished and placed in certain places where people keep running into the guardrail like Highway 20 and 101 um, just to remind people that, uh, you know, use your blinker and drive safe. It may be crazy to think that your insurance is going to keep going up because this doesn't happen. It may be crazy to think that when District Supervisor McGordy asks Sheriff Kendall to please keep an eye out for people dumping trash, that his reply is, well, I don't have enough to... Is it crazy to think that the CIA and the FBI have done its largest uh, cartel bus through going through the people's trash and getting warrants? Is that crazy to think that? Is it crazy to think that kids cannot ride their bicycle safely to the park? Is that all crazy stuff? Because if it is, it's a good time to talk about it, and it's a good time to come up with some simple solutions here at home because people around the world look at Mendocino County, not just the United States, around the world, and they see us and they say, those people are crazy. But they're crazy, like Ben Franklin.
1: Right, but l- 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 s- l- let, me, let me weigh in mm-hmm. on this, because there's no way I could remember everything you're saying. Now, is it crazy for us to have a high-speed rail or a train from to here to Southern California? I mean, the Democratic Party in California, we run everything, and we still can't even do that. If it it is,
5: then the rest of the world is crazy, too, because we seem to be one of the only countries that doesn't have a high-speed rail.
1: Right. And and, and is that because of, uh, I mean, you have to pay a lot more because of the different levels of bureaucracy and different levels of people that have to get paid in order to build that, including unions, you know? And we're pro-union, but let's be real. You know, a lot of times we can't even fix our schools, because of this we we as democrats have to step our game up like infrastructure 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 i hate for a I hate driving on i hate driving on and hitting potholes everywhere that's ridiculous in my mind if you're the one of the high if, we might even be the highest taxed why isn't our why aren't our roads just great and i think that's how you win the the republicans over not the Republicans. i don't i don't see us winning them over they have a lot of work to do On themselves, but the Republicans, because when I talk to Republican friends, it seems like we agree almost everything, except we, as as liberals and progressives, are more interested in social programs than we are infrastructure. And I don't see that the case. So I think us Democrats have to start speaking up as well.
5: Well, and part of that, in my opinion, is basic fundamentals. I mean, if the speed limit says forty-five. And someone's driving sixty in a giant truck that doesn't fit on the road very well. They're going to chunk potholes out. So, if we ask for basic fundamentals, then these our roads won't go to crap so fast. They won't go to you know, when you use this word pucky so fast. And the people who are creating the issues will understand that there's a respect that we all have to have if we're going to be out in society. And that respect starts with using your blinker, stopping at a stop sign. I mean, this is a rite of passage for all Americans is getting their license. And until we can get back to fundamentals, until we can look at our yearly insurance payments and see it leveling off or going down, Until we stop replacing guardrails every six months that are brand new, we're going to continue dealing with the larger – we're not going to have a chance to deal with the larger problems because we're continually worried about the smaller problems.
1: Well, I think there's a difference. I think there's D.C., right? And I look at D.C. as – As a regulatory board, if you will, that says, hey, states, don't get out of whack. Right. And then I also look at it as uh, they hold the purse strings. So I think you have to separate the accountabilities, too. So you have D.C., but you also have the state. Right. So the state does a lot of different things as well. But then you have the county. You have the city. So there's we could blanket it and just say, you know, this is what it has to be. But the reality is. If we're going to talk about the the, the small things, and I, I mean, our, our local things, we should say, I shouldn't say small. Apologize, but the local things. If we're going to talk about the local things, um, I live at the Coyote Valley. Well, I'm from I don't live there anymore, but I'm from Coyote Valley Reservation. So I don't know. You guys have to figure that out. I'm trying to figure it out on my own reservation right now, sir. I'm just teasing, but for reals, you know, because uh, I I really have to be thoughtful and understanding that I'm a citizen of two. Uh, You know, I'm a citizen of Cuyahoga Valley, but I'm also a citizen here as well. And I just started venturing out into uh, your guys' politics, you know, county politics and things. And and, uh, I don't like what I see. It's not something I want to be involved with. And the things I hear you say sound like it's a community community effort, and I don't even know how you even start that.
5: Well, only... The people accountable definitely helps, and there are groups out there. I, myself, try to work with the Red Blue Valley MAC as much as I can, right. and um, I also am, you know know your reservation, and, and we want to work with you, and we want to work with the CHP, and we want to work with the Sheriff, and we want to work with Inland Water and Power, and we want to work with the, uh, the Russian River Flood Control. Um, I think that the leadership and just I just respect the way that you visualize stuff, and I like how you uh, say that on the radio, but the leadership and the space that you have to push that leadership um, is really awesome. And I also wanted to uh, thank you for um, your suggestion box. It, there is definitely one thing that we're seem to be missing around the county here is how to actually get a good suggestion through and when I have left suggestions at um, your uh, your uh, reservation there they've been taken seriously and I want to thank you for that
1: and what suggestion um, what what suggestion would you have for Coyote Valley I'm, I'm, I'm interested because Remember, we're, we're limited to our perspective as well, so if there's things you well, see that we should be working on, you know, i I'm my, down. Main,
5: my main suggestion would have to do with the parking lot.
1: Right. What part? The,
5: the, the parking lot should have a place in the front for self-propelled vehicles, whether okay. it's a motorcycle or anything that is self-propelled. Okay. does not have a, an electric motor or a gas engine.
1: Okay. I'll there's, tell you, let me... Let me uh, so we, we did pipe, we did, uh, run the, we did run the underground for that on our fuel station. And that's one thing that was, that is in our minds. We tried to contact a few of the, uh, like Tesla and those, but they weren't interested. And then we seen it, seen them up by the, in the city here. I was like, Hey, we have more traffic than that little area. Come on. Right. But I get it. And, uh, we also did it behind the casino and hotel as well for our employees. Cause we're, you know, our, our goal literally is to, to be able to turn in, have all our vehicles into that as well. Now, that's a long-term goal. I got a lot of healthcare issues and land issues I got to deal with first, but I mean, it's plumbed and ready for that. Yeah.
5: Good job. You. And then you'll well, actually not even, I guess I'm not even suggesting that you have the electrical infrastructure to charge the vehicles, but just create a parking lot where mm-hmm. if you drive an electric vehicle, you get to park up front. A little you, perk? If, yeah a perk if you if you, if you drive easy. a small vehicle or a, something that has six lugs um then you get to parking in the third or fourth day. That's easy If you drive a big giant truck with you know eight and ten lugs and then you park in the back part of the park.
1: <laughs> I gotta say I'm the guy that parks in the back then. I got a big truck, but I got a fifth wheel, you know? I mean, I like the thing that justifies my actions, but maybe not. But I do work no, on that. No, that's I really fine,
5: but that means you get to walk a little bit further. Right. Because, you know, that's nothing against you. you right. just, that's where you get to park.
1: Yeah, I get it. Yeah, for sure, you know? And we don't want the big trucks up front anyway because they take up two spots.
5: So and then get- it encourages folks, in my opinion, if they're looking at their big truck or they're looking at their Prius, they're like, mm, I'm going to take the Prius because you get to park right up front.
1: Ah, interesting. Appreciate it. That was fun.
0: All right. Thank you for the call, caller.
5: Another caller. Thank you.
0: Thank you. The the line is 707-895-2448. This is Pomo Perspective with Michael Hunter. We've got the phone lines open. Still open. And hello, caller. You are live on the air.
3: Hey, how you guys
1: doing? Good. No, not <laughs> you know, good. We just talked about it. You know how I feel right now. I'm confused, frustrated. I don't
6: know. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I've been listening to these conversations. And the one thing, I keep on thinking back to George Carlin. And George Carlin always said, you have no rights in this country. You have the illusion of rights. But you really have no rights in this country. If the government wants to take the land so that they can, let's say, build a wall." going to do it. You know, if they want to make sure that you are somehow uh, discredited, they will find a way to, to paint you as something that you are, maybe a little bit you are, but they'll exaggerate it to the point where you are unsellable to the public. Um, this country is built on the desperation of a slight majority, and that desperation is powerful enough to override the rights of any minority, any minority. When the Republicans were in control, they went ahead and they nixed Merrick Garland from becoming uh, on the Supreme Court, and the Democrats, I'm sure, would do the same thing in their place. The only thing that we have control over is ourselves. We don't have control. We, we, we can't have the illusion that people in government, just because we identify with their party, are really out there to help us, and that's their priority. Uh, because there's corruption on all sides. You can Google "60 Minutes" Nancy Pelosi and find out about economic corruption on her part. She's she's not as you know she's not Snow White, but you know just as the Republicans, just as Trump was not Snow White. Uh, Newsom hypocrite. Okay, you know he wants businesses to literally die. Not an equivalent.
1: Is that an equivalence? Is is equivalence to where? I don't know if that's what I'm looking for, but I'm with you. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me tell you. So in my mind, if I was pissed when Governor Newsom did that, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. But I know for a fact that he, he does not want to shut down the economy here. Nobody does not even Republicans. Nobody wants to shut down the economy. And I just think, I think his legacy will be viewed in 5, 10, 15 years. I don't know. And, and I post on Facebook on that where, man, I, I'm an I'm a advocate for Newsom. And I don't know if he's doing it right or wrong, but I'd sure hate to be in his position to have to make those decisions because there's one person that has to make that decision. So you get all these advisories, these doctors, and all these people come in, and they tell you what you think, and you have to do what you think is best. You're just a human being. So let me give you an example. As the chairman of County Valley, right, I try to bring as many people as I can to come in so we can have collaboration and come up with an idea. But at the end of the day, it's the chairman that has to say, along with six other council persons, but has to say, what are we going to do and make a decision? It's not easy being that one person that has to make that decision. So I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't think he wants to kill the community. I don't want to get into that conversation. I'm not even interested in that conversation, to be honest. But I am with you. I think that the, the debate that we're having is so, so uh, it's either this or it's that. And I think that could be the problem of all of our conversations. Because I feel like there's a lot more in the middle that um, have more more things to agree on, to be honest. All right, we have another caller.
0: Good yeah, morning, caller. Off. You're live on the air.
3: Yeah, I just was talking. I that cut off.
1: What do you got? We can hear you now.
3: Oh, great.
6: Thank you very much. Yeah, I just, uh, you know... I just wish, you see, here's the thing. You were talking about Newsom earlier, and we were talking about uh, division, and we were talking about desperation. And when you have people who are, let's say, conservative, and they view these actions by Democrats as being uh, under, under level, they, uh, they automatically turn off. Right. They're not going to listen to Democrats anymore. Right. They're not going to listen to Newsom. Because they have another source that's going to feed them the information that they like, that they want to hear, that maybe even builds them up a little bit. My point wasn't that Newsom wants businesses to go under. Newsom, as a government, as a leading government official, should have a bunch of really smart people working for him that inform him and give him information that's good to make the best decisions possible. But it doesn't matter. If he has fantastic people, educated people, Harvard graduates working for him, experts in their fields working for him, if he's going to be perceived as as being hypocritical right. in his behavior, right? People people are losing their businesses. That's where the desperation is coming from. And when they see rich, what they call rich elites, uh. Being hypocritical and enjoying the things that they can't have—that builds an anger inside them that that draws them to the Trumps of the world and the, the those Mitch McConnell's and all those other folks. Uh, and it's not new to this country.
1: Right. It's not new. Know, people are watching, you know, and uh, and as Democratic leaders, they, we this is our opportunity to broaden our party. To actually pick up those independents and have these kind of conversations and see where we could go as a country and when he gets caught in there in his rep <laughs> that was just stupid I, I mean i don't get it i don't get why you would i would never put myself in that position you know um but uh i'm with you i, I think you're right i i think about uh i i think about aoc right and my daughter's a big fan of aoc and i was just like that's just a little too far left for me and over as i started to learn and started you know and in, uh interacting with my daughter she's uh she graduated from sonoma state in uh, gender studies so she's pretty thoughtful about it and she thinks about things and she sold me on aoc and so i started following her on social media and things and i was just like you know what what you're saying isn't radical it's not radical. That's just common sense stuff, and uh, I think uh, more people should be like AOC. I agree with you. I'm not. I've never been a fan of Feinstein. You know, I don't. I'm never. I don't think. Um, I. I think that th- that Feinstein is uh, no disrespect, but uh, not young enough. We need young leadership, young, experienced leadership, though, because I read this article from Mill Valley, and it talks about how it's Mill Valley is so liberal but yet only only white people live in that community for many reasons because they they, they, they draft the laws for the Board of Supervisors and their areas and things like that you know so I don't know I, I'm, I'm with you we're all over the place. We have to lead by example now and um, even more so if we're gonna if we want to win other people over then be prepared to be watched. Be prepared to do better. Be prepared to lead. And we have
6: have to be smarter, too. Smarter. If you're going to go ahead and cancel the pipeline, for example, the Keystone pipeline, which I support uh, canceling it. If you're going to go ahead and cancel that, you just can't say, well, we're going to come up with some green jobs for you later. People who were living paycheck to paycheck and maybe no paycheck are going to really wonder... Where their next meal is going to come from, or how they're going to pay their mortgage, or how they're going to help their families. So it's okay. Is there, to is there the a pipeline, shortage of
1: jobs? In place. Right. Is there right? And I'm and I'm Native American, right? So I'm like, yeah, you know, pipeline, good work, good work, uh, Natives. You know, do what you got to do, right? Um, I just think there's so many other things that um, we could work on and figure out other than damaging our water resources. Having said that, I have a few other Native American friends that I respect. Um, from the Dakotas and a whole different perspective like hey man I know people that have these jobs you know so I get it I I understand where you're coming from I I know what what decision I would make right out of the gate and I would say stop the pipeline but that doesn't mean that um, it's the it's the best decision for for that time but it probably is for the benefit of the future you know thank you appreciate you Take care. All the best. Thank you.
0: All right, it's 707 895 This is Pomo Perspective. We've got the phone lines open. You want to take another call?
1: Yeah, let's just keep taking okay. This is fun. This is interesting to me.
0: Good morning, caller. You're live on KZYX. Hey, thank you. Uh, I uh, just had a
7: comment to make. You know, I, I've been watching this... Uh, Whole, uh, Peter of the Absurd, uh, and, uh, you know, when it was all over, I felt really empty and just had to go out into the garden and prune some apple trees to get my, uh, senses back. But I, I, I think it really, the whole situation begs the question of, uh, of who are we? and uh uh how, how do how do how do how do we reconnect to the real soul of america and america's you know it's it's it, 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 if you look at the sacred geometry there are uh, a number of uh, possibilities to define this uh very elusive co- concept of the soul of man, the soul of humankind, and uh, I participated in this national design competition to create a new symbol of peace for America. And, uh, you know, being raised uh, in a Christian family, uh, I you know, I went right to the... Uh, Uh, The vision that Moses had when he received the Ten Commandments, which the Ten Commandments were really only a small part of the actual vision of of what uh, came to be called the tabernacle in the wilderness. Don't
1: don't turn this into a Christian one here now. (laughs) Just messing with you, but that's a whole different debate that I'd like to have with this community as well later on. But uh, where are you going with this? Uh,
7: well, you know, I, I I drew this plan for a garden based on this uh, pattern uh, that uh, was given by Moses, thinking uh, it represented the soul of America. And when I uh, took my proposal before the uh, committee of judges, they said, "Oh n- no, you're you're way too naive." Uh, uh, because of the separation of church and state, uh, they're not going to build anything like that in Washington D.C. Uh, and I, you know, I thought I was done. I spent all this time, and and uh, really, it, it, it took me to a dead end road. But I went back to Round Valley and was talking to my Indian buddy and. He said, uh, John, these uh, uh, images are universal, these symbols, and you just have to change the architecture. You don't have to change the idea. And uh, so I started looking at uh, Black Guy. I dig guys it. I dig it. And uh, looking in, into uh, this Native uh, uh, vision of the, what you might call the Temple of the Soul of the New World not the temple of the Is this a is this like
1: logo. a uh, logo is and, that what uh, we're talking about
7: Yes it, it opened up a whole uh new perspective for me which okay. uh uh it, you know kind of blew my mind now I I created these two models <laughs> <laughs> And hey are these models uh, um, are these models know, I'm, I'm not, I'm Are these not sure models uh, to do with them now I mean I think it's very uh insightful
1: to see the two of them right next to each other <laughs> like and yang there are or more is similarities
7: and there are differences
1: all right well i appreciate and, that and I, much appreciated yeah thank you for sharing all
0: right we've got about mm, seven minutes left or so the phones are now ringing off the hook oh, michael
1: <laughs> this is fun this is fun this is what i've been trying to get my ready myself ready for you know because I need to learn how to put my thoughts into words. I need to know how to say them to where they don't, where they come across correctly, you know? So this is good practice.
0: All right. Let's take our next call at 707-895-2448. We probably have time for one or two more. Okay. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air.
2: Good morning. morning. Thank you for this show. And Michael, thank you for your honesty and your willingness to admit that you don't have all the answers, because I don't think anyone has all the answers. My perspective as an early childhood educator
1: Hello? Yes, I'm listening. Yes, I'm
2: listening. My perspective as an early childhood educator is that very young children are formed by the environment that they're in. And if you look historically at this country this country was founded on racism and slavery. So those things go very deep. And when we're confronted with these uncertainties, it's not an intellectual thing. It's, it's a gut thing. It's a what? And, um, logic Object. doesn't always take the first, take the lead. So, um, my feeling has always been that early childhood education is one place. That we need to be
1: seriously considering yeah i agree i just don't know what our excuse is here in mendocino county i'm like you know 25 percent still voted in favor of trump here and that's not a big percentage but it's a large percentage and <laughs> did that even make sense it's not a big percentage. <laughs> i'll do those all it's all.
0: bigger than it right. should be maybe right i'll be here all
1: month i'll be here all month i'll do this all day <laughs> Yeah, let's take another call and see where we're going. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, coming from a reservation, you most definitely understand that.
0: All right, the phone line's open. 895-2448. 707-895-2448. Good morning, Caller, you're live on the air.
2: Hello?
1: Hello? 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 you live on your caller.
8: Hi. Um, I heard the conversation over the air, and some of the things I agree with, and some of the things I don't. Um, for instance, you know, at first I thought that Trump was a good president i thought he was a good nominee and then i realized that the man literally had every racist intention that i've grown up knowing because i've grown up with a lot of family members who are also racist and i i particularly come from a background where we don't do those kind of things now the whole thing is that everyone's pointing a finger towards everyone and everything else But none of us are sitting here taking responsibility for what really needs to be taken responsibility for. It's not the president's fault for the things that are going on. If you want your vote to count, then cast your vote. If you don't, then don't. And don't complain about the country when it falls to shambles because you didn't throw your vote in. At this point, honestly, I just like... I feel like that this country has gone downhill because of the citizens choices mm-hmm. I just, like,
1: it's yeah. Bad. yeah self-responsibility right yeah yeah I, i'm with you and i i have this uh debate a lot because on a indian country this is a real debate right they say i'm sitting here I go to D.C. and I'm lobbying for, you know, budget budget dollars, just like everybody else in this county and this whole United States. And yet, I still see my cousin, who just can't pull it together. And it almost makes me look bad when when I'm sharing my story and trying to. Uh, you know, bring dollars back to the reservations. When he doesn't know how to be a father, when he doesn't know. But then I have to remember that the trauma is real, and that it's a systemic uh, inequality. To be honest with you, just just the basic living standards of having you know healthy food a roof over your head and not worried him or not move apartment to apartment you know and i could see how that could make a lot of people hard it could make me hard if i chose if i allowed myself to go that direction but as a leader any leader whether you're republican or democrat you have to have empathy because empathy will provide you that understanding when that one moment comes up that you're so mad about that you respond correctly now i don't i am known for um not responding correctly a lot um on my home front because i am emotional i'm a human i was raised just like that so i understand what you're coming from we have to hold each other accountable but we have to separate policy from the people we see directly
0: All right. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of Pomo Perspective this this morning, which Pomo Perspective comes to KZYX listeners on the third Monday of the month from 9 to 10, hosted by Michael Hunter. You want to leave us with any final thoughts in the last 30 seconds here?
1: Yes, I I think I do. I just want um, the community to know that Coyote Valley is very interested. Not interested in arguing with anybody, but very interested in seeing what we could do in this community and we want to do more. We want to play a more proactive role, but I don't want to do it. I'd rather directly work directly with the nonprofits and the people in my community, especially Redwood Valley and Calpella, since that's my area.
0: All right. Well, thank you for being here again this morning. We're going to clear out now and make way for Joel Cohen and music without borders, but we'll, we'll, we'll see you again in four weeks. Mahalo. All right. Take care.